We used to be cool, a podcast for moms. We hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool. Hey guys, welcome to our first episode of We Used to Be Cool, a podcast for moms by moms, honestly. Um, <laughs> we are so excited, but also extremely nervous for some reason, and we just can't, um, stop, laughing. can't stop laughing. We've been laughing for like 20 minutes straight before starting this, and. <laughs> I just want to hand it over to Zan to just, maybe you should just start by telling us why or like how this became an idea and what your goals and vision is, are. Visions? I would also say that um, we can't stop laughing and we feel awkward because we talk all day long. We've talked 10 times today. We hung out for three hours this morning. But normally we're going to have a guest. We hope to have a lot of other moms and not just us talking to each other. But um, for this episode, we just want to tell you why we're doing a podcast and um, kind of how it started. So Judd's been begging us to do a podcast. Judd's Hannah's husband. And he's been begging us to do a podcast for like a year and a half or two years. And being like, you would crush it, which he says that about everything. When it comes to us, he's just very encouraging and nice. But he's like, you would crush it. You would crush it. And we've been like, no way. We have nothing to talk about. We'd be so embarrassed and we would laugh the whole time, which is... How we're feeling right now. I also feel like Judson was just saying that, though, because of how much we love podcasts and listen to podcasts. Right. We listen to podcasts constantly, especially Hannah. She'll yes. send you an episode once a week or more to tell you to listen to something. And it's usually about parenthood or being a mom or um, your relationship with your spouse or just kind of the stage that we're in right now. And so we feel like we want to be... A part of that, I guess, because we love talking about being moms. We love talking about parenthood and just um, we're learning a lot because we're obviously in the thick of it right now, but we also want to encourage other moms. And we are not the experts. We're far from it, but we feel like so many podcasts are moms who are kind of out of the phase that we're in. They're kind of past it. And so they're talking about things that used to happen to them, but not things that are happening right now. And so we kind of just wanted to do an episode where it's things that matter to us today, something that happened to us today, or something that might happen to you tomorrow. Just kind of keep it, um, yeah, I in the know, present. Right. For sure. And just like, like you would say, like in the thick of it, we're like in the thick of it with toddlers, babies. So all start of there. So Hannah, why don't you just talk about where you're at in life okay. with your kids, your ages, all that stuff. Um, I am married to Judson. We've been married for um, five and a half years. And we were married for two and a half years before we had our first baby, Fletcher. He's three now. And um, two years later, we had Hank last June. So he's 14 months. And I'm a hairstylist. I work three days a week. So I'm only in the salon like... 21 hours a week and the other every hour of every day I'm with the babies and it's so fun and I just feel like I'm living my dream life even though it's so hard but it's also just like so much fun and such a learning curve and I do love learning about parenthood and motherhood and that's why I listen to so many podcasts and I'm just excited to talk about it I definitely think it's Zan and I's favorite or me and Zan's favorite um, subject is parenting. And I don't know if that's for everyone that's a mom or if it's just 
something that we just are really, we love to talk about it. We love to talk about with other people when people are pregnant, when people are having their baby postpartum, everything. It's just like so fun to talk about just like where you're at, what your kids are doing, what's coming next, what I heard on a podcast, what I read in a book. It's just all really, for some reason, really fun to me and I love it. So I'm excited to just dive in and talk about it all, especially with our friends and guests and everything. Zan, you should say now about your family. So we've also been married for five and a half years, almost. Um, and my husband's name's Ethan, and he is um, a graphic designer, and he works from home, which is really nice. And as of today, the day we're recording this, I'm a stay-at-home mom, which I never thought I wanted to be. So exciting. Um, and after my first two kids, I didn't want to be that. And then after the third, I was like, okay, I think I need to stay home. This isn't really working for us as a family unit. So um, I'm home now with my three kids. Murphy's four, almost four and a half. Moses is two, almost two and a half. And then Sunny is 11 months almost. And so um, we had them very close together. And right after we got married, we started having kids, not necessarily intentionally, but um, it's been great. And it's obviously really hard. And our whole family is... um, we love it and we're having a lot of fun, but there's definitely days where it's overwhelming and especially Ethan being at home helps us so much, but it also has those moments where you're like, you're just right outside. Why aren't you in here helping when he can't, he's working. But, um, I love being home with him. It's been so fun. So it's a huge blessing that we get to do that and that, um, the Lord's provided those means for that to be a possibility because I was a teacher for 12 years Obviously, you know that, (laughs) but I just um, thought I would always be a working mom, and I'm really glad to not be right now, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm working really hard every day. Oh my gosh. In a whole new way. So hard. I never thought staying at home would be, for some reason, I always thought that was the easier thing to do, and it's definitely not. No. And I always thought, I didn't think it was the easier thing to do. I actually thought it was easier to go to work. In some ways, because then, like, I didn't have to, I don't know, I didn't have to be as hands-on. Even though I want to be hands-on, it's hard to explain. It was, like, almost like work was a break, in a way. But then I was got to this point where I was, like, 50-50. I was, like, giving 50% at work and 50% at home. And I and my personality is, I'm a three on the Enneagram, if you know what that means. And it's, like, that kills me to not be 100%. Um, and I'm not going to be 100% at work if that means being zero at home. So I had to pick. And what obviously what I pick is to be 100% at home with my kids. But, um, yeah, stay-at-home mom is not a joke. Yeah. And definitely I feel like you're just, like, stretched too thin, like, with your commute, going across town and back and taking the kids where they had to go. Like, Moses was going somewhere. Murphy was going somewhere else. Sunny yeah. was going somewhere else. And it's, like, her and Ethan just juggling all of that was so much on both of you. And then you would come home at 5 o'clock, which is the worst time of day for toddlers, obviously. Everyone knows that. And then you're, like, all right, everybody, it's time to get this meal out of the crock pot and eat it and go get in the bath, okay? And you're, like. This is just not Uh, how I want to spend these years. And it's like such a blessing that you guys financially could do it. And I mean, not to mention how expensive daycare and childcare is. So it's like it kind of evened out. For sure. It's definitely a blessing. And I know it's a privilege to be a stay-at-home mom for sure. Yeah. But it's also a very hard thing. And it's funny. So many people are like, 
And I was one of these people. I was like, oh, I need to work. I'm a better mom when I'm working. <laughs> and it's not true at all. And I'm not a better wife when I'm working either. And some people are 100% better moms when they're working. Some people are better moms on their own. But for me, 100%, I've been my best self now that I'm staying home and I have this one less stress. And teaching is also just a different job because it's so emotional and you're taking care of other people's kids, which is mm -hmm. just a different dynamic too. You're not just like in an office with other adults. You're working with other people's kids all day and then going home and trying to be as kind and as patient to your own kids. Mm -hmm. So it's like very hard to be that kind and patient all day. So I was getting home and not being very kind and patient because I had reached my limit by the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, all that to say, I have three kids and I'm at home with them. And so I wanted something now that I am at home with them. It kind of felt like a chance to do this podcast that we kept saying, oh, we don't have time for that, Judd. We're busy. We, you know, we're working. We have all this stuff going on. We don't have time to stop and do a podcast. And, um, then we just, I felt like, actually our fifth year anniversary, Ethan and I went to dinner and he was like, what are your goals for the next five years? And I was thinking, I don't really have any because I'm just going to be home and raising them and it's going to be so fun. And then at that dinner, I was like, you know what, actually I do have one and I want to start the podcast. And so when I went home and told Hannah, Hannah's like, oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was something that was always fun to like talk about like, oh, we could do a podcast episode on that. We could do that one on this. I was like just a joke and I never thought it would actually come to be. And then right. Zan's like, no, I'm serious. We need to do it. And then now here we are in the playroom and it's, it's happening. Our studio. Hannah's <laughs> playroom. <laughs> it doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> it has a window unit, but it's a little too loud for the recording. So... <laughs> But anyways, we're so excited. And like I said before, we just want to be a podcast that's for moms who, like Hannah said, are in the thick of it. Like, we're doing it today. Like, what happened to you today that you just need to get off your chest or something that makes you feel alone? And you're just like, I need someone else to tell me that I'm not and that they can relate and that this is something that they're dealing with, too. Um, Absolutely. One of the things Hannah's really good at is reading a lot of books and listening to a lot of podcasts, but also sharing them with people and telling you this is what I'm learning. And right now, uh, you want to talk about the book you're reading right now? Oh, yes. I am. I love this book. I feel like this it's called Remaining You While Raising Them by Allie Worthington. I'd heard her a lot on podcasts, but never listened or read any of her books. And this one just came out like the beginning of this month. And um. <clears throat> It's a book on motherhood, obviously, and she is just, it's so good. And she talks about how, like, when she surveyed all these moms, like, what is the last book you read on motherhood? And they all answered a book on parenthood. And she's like, those are two different things. And a lot of times parenting books can make you feel defeated and like, oh, dang, I do not have this down. Like, mm -hmm. I can't. I just can't keep up with what this book is saying. It's overwhelming and it's too much. And then you just like stop halfway through or you're like, mm, in theory, that's good. And so this one is really just about emotional health and taking care of yourself as a mom and how the best gift you can give your kids is being emotionally healthy. She also talks about how like we, our kids, it's impossible for our children to be emotionally healthier than we are. Like we mm -hmm. are the ones setting the tone and so, and setting the example for them and so I just think it's such a, it was such an encouraging book. I'm, I'm finished with it now. And I just have told, like I said, I'm a hairstylist. So like every client I have, that's a mom. I'm like, you should really listen to this book. And then I found out that on her podcast, she actually has an episode, um, 
that we can link to, I'm sure, but um, the first two chapters of the book that she's reading, just so you can like kind of hear it and see if it's something that you would like. But she just talks about like self-care and the importance of it and not in a way of like spa treatments and vacations or girls trips to Cancun or something. (laughs) (laughs) Although that would be nice. It would be incredible, but it's definitely (laughs) just like way out of reach. And so she's talking like when she gives the six self-care tips, I'm like listening to it and I'm like, oh great, here we go, self-care again. And then she's like, number one, sleep. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like very, like it's self-care that it's like true self-care. Anyone can attain it. Like one of my friends, I was talking to her about it. Um, shout out to Heather. And she was like, I believe that self-care is something that everyone can have. She's like, some people can't afford pedicures. And so that's why I don't really think that that's more of a luxury than self-care is what her definition in her mind is. And I thought that was good because she, it makes sense taking care of yourself and the body that God gave you and the the mind that God gave you is something that anyone can do. So it's like sleep, drinking enough water and electrolytes, you know, having a French, having friendships outside of your family and, um, even like just, you know, obviously exercise and movement, just like 20 minutes a day and how good that is for you. And even if it's playing outside with your kids, but just like getting out in the fresh air and running around with them or anything like that where you're just moving your body is so good for endorphins and obviously for your, just your, um, mental health. And so I love the book, highly recommend it. And I just, um, I've never read a book on motherhood. I really, well, I think maybe don't mom alone. Yeah. I read that book and that's on motherhood too. And I love that book, but, um, Heather McDaddy and we'd love to have you on. <laughs> and <laughs> No, I was thinking about the self-care thing. And I feel like another thing Heather said was like, it's defined by you. Like you know how, what to you take care need of yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, what is self-care for you. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out what that is. And again, it's different for everyone. So I think that's encouraging too. Yes. I listened to the first two chapters today. Oh, you did? Of the book, and it was really good, and I liked that whole thing back. She kept reiterating again and again that, like, the best gift you can give your child is a healthy mother, like, Mm -hmm. emotionally healthy Mm -hmm. mom. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the, like, so taking care of yourself is taking care of them. Mm -hmm. It's not making, to make you feel guilty or that you, it's this big, you know, your kids are having to sacrifice so you can take care of yourself. No, mm-hmm. you're giving them such a gift by doing that. Yeah, and I definitely do get sometimes in this um, mindset where I'm like, I'm the martyr. Like, mm-hmm. I'm giving it all. And mm-hmm. like, this is so tough. And it's really, um, I don't know, it was just a good reminder for me and a different point of view. And I'm like, okay, it's okay to take care of myself. It's okay. Judson got home from work the other night. And I'm like, I have to go outside and walk for 15 minutes. And he's like, okay, cool, go do it. And I'm like, well, that was easy. And then I just went and walked down my street twice. And I'm like, felt so much better to just breathe deeply and be outside in the fresh air for a few minutes after hearing my, both of my kids whine back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know, at that horrible witching hour of like from five to seven o'clock. And also, um, I was thinking before you say that, just like being honest with your spouse, like, this is how I'm feeling. Like, I don't have to just like stomp around here and be annoyed. Like I can say like, actually I need a second. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, they should say, perfect, great, go. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. Even if it's like Hannah said, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or I do it all the time when Ethan gets home with work. I'm just like, I need, and my self-care, honestly, a lot of the time is cleaning up my house. And that sounds Mm -hmm. crazy, but like that makes me feel so much better like Mm -hmm. I really want to empty the dishwasher and straighten up in here if you could take them outside for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. that would help me so much so I just think like 
probably everybody would say, that's not self-care. And it's not, but like it does mentally put me in a better state of mind. Oh, definitely. And like you said, it's definitely whatever you know yourself the best and Mm -hmm. you know what's going to make you mentally feel the best in that situation. Also in that book, she says her magic question is that you should ask yourself all the time is what do I need right now? Because it does change. And Mm -hmm. so you really just need to sit back and think for a second. In this moment, what do I need? Mm -hmm. If it's a walk, if it's just to empty the dishwasher while your husband takes the kids Mm -hmm. outside for a few minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like that's an important thing for your mental clarity and your emotional health. So that's why I I don't know. That book is just really, it's so good. But I also, again, love motherhood, anything about motherhood. And that's why we're here. And I think it's so much harder for working moms honestly to do that because if if you're both both spouses are working then you can't have that moment of like okay your turn because Mm -hmm. you've both been at work all day you're both exhausted but you also both want to give as much as you can to your kids in those three hours when you get home until they have to go to bed and so it's just really hard especially during the week I think to find the time even 15 minutes is hard to find Mm -hmm. and that's where like mom guilt creeps in I've only got two and a half hours with him and I'm going to use 15 minutes for myself like Mm -hmm. that's super that's just a struggle I think to find that balance but I think that book is even the first two chapters all I've listened to but it's very encouraging and just she goes back to the idea of like we're not perfect people none Mm -hmm. of us are perfect people and none of us are going to be and so just being honest about that and realizing that and not beating yourself up when you make a mistake or when you've, you feel like you've yelled that day or whatever it is that's yeah made you feel like you're not living up to the mom you wanted to be or you thought you were going to be. Yeah. Like, it's like she talks about Wonder Woman is, the, I don't know if you heard Mary that Poppins the is the part she keeps talking about. Uh, okay. But yeah, like Wonder Woman's perfect. And she's like, if you are Wonder Woman for your children and they really do think you're perfect and you try to put on this perfect facade all mm-hmm. the time, then that's really only going to hurt them because they think you're perfect, but they also, even your sons one day are going to grow up and want to get married and they're going to realize their Not wife isn't anyone. perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're going to have this horrible issue of like, that's so true you my mom did this and you're not doing this and you know Mm -hmm. it's okay and like you're saying if you yell at your child it's great to come and apologize Mm -hmm. if you're raising your voice or whatever you've done wrong like you have to show them that it's healthy to apologize in the correct way and say yeah and make mistakes for Mm -hmm. sure that's so true I feel like it's so I don't know it's just important I think that apology thing is so important and to your spouse too just like to actually acknowledge when you've said or done something that you didn't want to say or do because you were just kind of in the moment and it was you had lost you know you lost it for a second or whatever Mm -hmm. it is because maybe you weren't instead saying I need 15 minutes you were kind of letting it roll Mm -hmm. and that's when you can snap I think for Mm -hmm. sure for sure and just like putting everything on your plate and being like Mm -hmm. I don't need the 15 minutes I'm just going to keep doing this I'm going to just get more and more annoyed and like bottle Mm -hmm. it up and then resent or be bitter and like that's just so such a big thing that I'm working on because I'm definitely like the martyr situation where I'm like, I can do it all. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, right. I don't know. Just end up bottling it up and then not exploding necessarily, but maybe crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <For> sure, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like hypothetically. <laughs> um, so a lot of people, um, we, one thing we also are really passionate about talking about, I think, is just postpartum and how there's so many surprises and you kind of have these hopes and expectations about what it's going to look like and then things can... Speaking when of it, crying. When it happens to you, you're like, okay, no one told me this. Mm-hmm. No one mentioned this. No, you know, whatever it is. 
And so that's another thing we really want to talk about and have some guests on that are new moms and kind of right in that moment of like, wow, this is because right now I feel like and we talked about this the other day. It's almost like it you block it out once you're past it. And I think that's why people don't talk about it that Mm. much. It's like you can't those first six weeks are kind of just a blur. So you just don't feel the need to share about it, I think, or you you kind of want to block it out in some ways. Mm -hmm. And so then people are just lost. And I have a friend who just had a baby recently and she's like. No one told me anything. She felt so unprepared for what it's like and the emotional side of it, the physical side of it, your everything, the sleep. I mean, just, you know, what it's like. But that's one thing we hope we can talk about a lot too is just those things. So we just want it to be fun but also encouraging and also just kind of a pause for you in your week. Like, I don't even know what date is going to come out <laughs> what day of the week but just oh, yeah. like that could be part of your routine is like on Tuesdays if that's when it comes out you're going to go on a 20 minute walk and listen to the episode but we just hope it'll be something that um makes people feel less alone because it's so hard and that so many people I think who are struggling are we all are struggling in different ways but the people who I think struggle a lot are the ones who feel like they don't have anybody to talk to Oh my gosh, definitely. Or anything to sh- anyone to share with, or maybe anyone who's in that same phase of life. Just like, no one gets this. No one's here in this phase. Trust me, kind of feeling. Or none of your close friends, maybe. Or you're looking at social media and you're like, yes. okay, well, no one's struggling with their baby like this. Uh-huh. I am. I'm like, good night. Everyone's- their baby's sleeping through the night at 10 weeks. I'm My baby, six weeks even. Yeah. And then your baby's like 10 months and you're still waking up in the middle of the night. No one's posting that. Like, or four obviously. and a half. Four and a half, yes, years Murphy. Old. Four and a half years old. <laughs> Still waking up in the middle of the night. I slept on the couch last night, everyone, <laughs> while Murphy slept in the bed with Ethan. Oh, my goodness. Um, But truly, like, why would you ever post that on social media? Yeah, like, you never post. would. Yeah. And so then you can be scrolling through social media and feel so alone in what you're going through. And it's like, just like postpartum, exactly. No one, everyone's mm-hmm. just posting cute, sweet pictures of their baby. And you're just trying. Professional newborn pictures. Yes, exactly. And you're just also, and I'm not faulting anyone for that because you also don't want to just be negative Nancy on social media for everyone to see. But like everyone is just, you're, you're scrolling through that constantly and you're thinking that it's making you feel better, but it's really just making you feel more alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally, I don't know. I just. I hate that for people. And I just feel so thankful because since we're sisters, like I didn't really have to, I never felt alone during postpartum, but so many people don't have a sister who had a baby, Mm -hmm. you know, 15 months before her. And like, we've just had babies back to back and been able to really help each other and lean on each other, talk about it. And that's also why we want to do the podcast is just to talk about all of it. It's so Mm hard but it's also so fun the other day my friend called me and she was like how are your kids oh my gosh and I'm like they are so good like Fletcher is so cute and he's also like honestly really mean too but like (laughs) and she's like wait he's mean and I'm like I mean I don't know sometimes honestly he is (laughs) but it's so crazy how everything is so different like Judson was saying tonight at dinner he's like Fletcher has been so sweet today and so obedient and kind he's like I've just realized like there is definitely like a wrong side of the bed like kids sometimes really do just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and then you have Mm -hmm. a terrible day and he's like he must have woken up on the right side of the bed today because it's been so much fun and it's so it's just I don't know it's a roller coaster I guess parenting in general Mm -hmm. is it's It's the best and it's also so hard the worst I think she said Allie Worthington says that in that book too like right at the beginning she's like it can be the thing that you love the most but also that's really annoying Mm -hmm. like it's like very Mm -hmm. like it's such a gift but it's also incredibly stressful and frustrating Mm -hmm. and annoying and can make you feel crazy and it's Mm -hmm. like 
how can it be the the most precious gift that you would never trade for anything in the world, but also oh so gosh, taxing yes. and scary and intimidating mm-hmm. at the same time. There's so much pressure with parenting too. Yes. I just, and trying to get it all right. And like, I don't know. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, truly one time Fletcher acted up at school and then Judson, when I called him to talk to him about it, he said, do you think that he's going to end up? And he was dead serious. Like, <laughs> uh, like literally talking about drug addicts in their thirties. And I'm like, okay, no, I don't. And, but, <laughs> but it just shows like the pressure that you, you feel. Cause he's like, if he's doing that at school now, like, how are we going to get this under control? He's only mm-hmm. two years old and that's how he's acting. Right. And he, it's like, you can really get in your head about it. And mm-hmm. I just feel like it's so, I don't know. You just have to, I don't even know what I'm really saying, but just, it's all a balance and it's a, mm-hmm. but it's also a roller coaster. Right. <laughs> and you can't let yourself get freaked out every little thing. That's one thing I was thinking about. That's what she talks about in that second chapter. I think of the book, she's like, you know, who loves your kids more than you, God. Mm-hmm, for and sure. you know, who wants what's best for them even more than you do God. And like, mm-hmm. he's got them and he's taking care of them better than you ever could. Mm-hmm. And like, you think you love them so much and you've got to do everything you can to protect them and take care of them and not let anything happen to them and not let them make any mistakes. But that's just not, it's not all on you. You don't have to do that alone. And that was what was, I thought that was really encouraging, but just like, Definitely. They have, just like you have God on your side, so do they, mm-hmm. as in their individual humans too. And they mm-hmm. have their own lives and they have their, they're going to make their own decisions. And they have that same guidance and comfort and protection in the Lord that we have. Mm-hmm. They're not, I don't know, they're not our, we're not our, we're not the Lord to them. We don't have to be right. their savior. Mm-hmm. And that's really like, whoo. Okay. Yeah, that's good to hear. And she talks about like zooming out mm-hmm. and she's like, we can get so sucked in on zooming in and being like, why is he doing this? And like, or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, you're saying just zoom out and look at the big picture for a second and chill out. Like right. God has this under control and there's nothing we can do to change his plan for their life. All we can do is disciple them the best that we can and just do our best with them and just show them uh, like our ourselves like show them how we follow God and mm-hmm. I don't know it's just what I'm really trying to say but I know I feel like we're like talking about everything under the sun but that's kind of what we thought we were gonna do we just yeah. wanted to like <laughs> spew this first episode and kind of get you checked into like what our hopes are for the podcast but also just kind of where we are we're at in parenting and what we feel like where we feel like our friends are we hear so for many sure. of our friends text us and call us and tell us things. And we have friends that are a few steps ahead of us in this journey. We have a, you know, friends who are a few steps behind us, but we're all in the same kind of category right now, this kind of early stage, you know, zero to five Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. age group. And then beyond that too, I mean, we have our friend Heather that we've already talked about once. She's got a newborn and an 11 year old. Mm -hmm. So I think, And that's one thing we were talking about too. It's like Heather will text me to ask me something about the newborn stage because I was just there, yet she's already raised, you know, she has a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and an 11-year-old because Mm -hmm. sometimes you need a refresher, right? Mm -hmm. You block out some of those things or you forget, what did I do? So you might be on your third child, but you haven't had a newborn in a while. Mm -hmm. So you need to, you know, you reach out to someone different. So it's just having that circle of friends is so important and so many people don't have it. So we kind of hope this will be like another friend for you really to listen and get some encouragement, but also answer some questions you might have. Um, speaking of, <laughs> oh, we have a, an Instagram now 
and I posted today, ask us a question. We're recording tonight, and only one person responded, (laughs) our biggest (laughs) fan, our brother, Austin, and his question, very important, (laughs) was um, which Mary-Kate and Ashley movie informed your parenting the most? That's hilarious. We're big MKNA fans, her family. <laughs> um, and Hannah? Oh. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to go first? I'm yeah, not even you thinking should go about first. It. You should go first. Okay. My answer is it takes to Kirstie Alley. Um, and she's not even the mom, which is so crazy, but it's she's not the mom, but she is the mother figure to, what's that one's name? Oh, and it takes two. Remember it takes two and... Um, God, what's her name? She's like the, she's Mary Kate. Obviously, she's the tomboy. The yeah. only one I can think of is Carmen on top. Okay. Box. <laughs> her friend. Yeah, Girl, her when friend. are you gonna get a life? Yeah. Okay, but um, Mary Kate in that movie. God, I can't, I wish I could think of her name. It'll come to me. Amanda. Oh yeah. But she um, she will do anything for her, and you know they come and take her away when Kirsty's gone. What's Kirsty's name? It's not Kirsty. Diane. Diane. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um. Where's where's Amanda? Like, oh, the buckuses came and they took her. And she's like, they what? And she starts freaking out. And they're like, what were we supposed to do? She was the lay in front of the truck. And she's like, I would have. <laughs> and then she gets a helicopter. And she figures out this whole way and gets her back from the buckuses. But she like would do anything for her. And I just think it's so how you feel about being a mom. Mm-hmm. Like you did, like you would do anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You would figure it out. Um, and Diane is also her most trusted confidant. Oh, yeah. And she'll tell that so Di- she's like her friend, but also her yes, mother figure. Mm-hmm. 100%. And then like just she loves her no matter what. And at the end, she's her mom. And it's amazing. But great film. If you haven't seen it lately, <laughs> you should rewatch. Um, that's my answer. Thanks for asking, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> great answer. I'm just going to have to say passport to Paris because I like to travel. <laughs> Stop. I don't even remember the parents in that. No, I don't either. I'm just literally, I don't have an answer, really. (laughs) But I do really enjoy the film, Passport Passport to to Paris. Paris. Okay, well, I'll take it. Um, There's, it's such a funny question. But anyways, said that to say that we don't have a lot of followers or a following right now. We're okay with that. Hannah keeps joking that even if just our best friends listen to it, that's totally fine. And honestly, part of our self-care every week might be getting together and talking without like doing this our kids yeah like this is fun we love we never get to really hang out without our kids we Mm -hmm. hang out with our kids all the time and it's fun too but to actually get to talk and kind of be uninterrupted for a little while is really nice so if no one listens we say we're okay with that but we're achievers over here so at the end of every episode, we I think we're probably just going to do some fun questions and maybe just switching them up every week so that we're not tied down to one certain question or anything like that, like a lot of podcasts do. I feel like that's kind of a lot of pressure on us um, as, as rookies in the game. So <laughs> um, tonight, our question is going to be for each other. Um, let me think. I think we should answer the question, your dream guest on this show. On our little mom podcast. Well, if I didn't already have her lined up, it would be Blake Moasis, but she's going to be our first guest next week, and I can't wait. If you don't know Blake Edwards Moasis, you're going to love her. She'll be on here next week, so tune in. But um, now i got to think for a second. Dream guest. I feel like mine. Um, I mean, 
for mothering. Honestly, my dream person in general, just in life, is Joanna Gaines. And she is a really good mom, sure. too. Everything I watch with her on there, I'm just like, wow, she is just so gentle and kind. I love her. Mm-hmm. I would probably choose her, but also maybe um, right now, just with the the, the little season I'm in is Allie Worthington because I love and I just found her podcast and stuff and really started listening to it she's usually like a business coach and I'm not really into listening to business stuff but now that she's doing all this mothering Mm -hmm. and parenting stuff I've been really into it so I'd probably say her because I feel like she's just very wise and has a lot of insight she has five boys too and I have two boys Zan has two boys so we've got a lot of um, boys around us these Mm days that's a good one I was thinking I don't know. I'm thinking like celebrities. So my first one that came to my mind was Beth Moore because I just love her. And I saw this funny. Did Justin do that the other day? Um, and so I just had her on my brain. I just think she's amazing. She has two grown children who are doing great and who are strong Christ followers and who are raising. Well, one of them is raising kids of her own. So I just feel like she's one that's kind of made it. But then I was trying to think of like moms who are in the same phase that we're in too. Oh, I don't know, because I when I think of you, I always think of Jamie Ivey, even though her kids are I teenagers, know, but you're I just know. obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with Jamie Ivey. She's like the first podcast I ever listened to, mm-hmm. and I think she's perfect in every way. Literally, her Instagram today, it's like about her son playing football, and I'm like, oh, yeah. and I literally don't care about football at all, but she, <laughs> and I was like, her legs look awesome. I'm literally like looking at her Instagram because I just think she's so sweet and cool, and she's made it in the podcast business for sure. I feel like she's like the... She's like an OG the main one. She's of, like the yeah. first. Yeah, definitely. For this. And she has a lot of moms on her podcast too. So yeah, that's mine. You're right. Oh yeah. Jamie you're definitely for a sure. huge fan. All right. But like she said, we do love Blake Edwards Moasis and she's going to be our first real guest next week. So tune in. You're in for a treat. I literally her. texted her today and I was like, okay, well, we're getting ready to record our first episode and we have you all lined up for next week. You're ready, right? And she's like, I'm so scared. I'm like, You're going to be fine. She has so much to share, so much insight. And, and she's, she's also hilarious. like super confident. So I'm surprised so, she's even She's the easiest person to talk scared. to on this yeah, planet. For sure. But it she's is intimidating great. when you get in our studio. Hannah's player. <laughs> I'll clean it up better next week. (laughs) But we're so excited. And if you've even made it to this point, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Catch you guys next week. Can't wait.